Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of Who Asked For This Anyway? I have no idea what they're talking about. Do you? No? Oh, okay. Well, let's listen in and find out. Because well, we directed it. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, we were going to do this as a tribute pod to Sidney Poitier for who asked for this anyway. Betty White has also passed away, Saget, so we could talk about uh, many topics. But um, um, Matt, I think you were the one who sent <laughs> the day after Mr. Poitier passed away that he you sent a picture of him with Wilder and Pryor, and they're dressed up in their chicken outfits, and and he's like in a director's chair, which <laughs> yes. I wasn't aware that Sidney Poitier, I was somewhat shocked that he directed Stir Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't known that either until I saw it on Twitter. I recently read Gene Wilder's autobiography. Good? That's all, that's all. It's good? Sure. He's very thoughtful. Did he talk about Poitier? I, I think he was more, um, he more talked about um, uh, uh, Richard Pryor. And, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly, uh, certainly talked about Stir Crazy, but he talked about Richard Pryor more than anything. And just how the two of them had this sort of great chemistry on screen they had a hope and crosby like run those two for three uh three pictures (laughs) (laughs) right but but the the reality was they they weren't um they weren't friends and they didn't they weren't particularly close off screen um and they didn't have much in common obviously so um but you know they caught lightning in a bottle on on camera so what was it? Silver Streak is the first one, or, or Stir Crazy? Silver yeah. Streak, followed by Stir Crazy, and then See No, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, which was a that's right shit bomb. <laughs> they, well. they, they, they no longer had chemistry. <laughs> Wasn't Rich? It's 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 kind of like when you line. look at uh, John C. Riley and um, Will Ferrell. You know, yeah. they had. Uh, Two two good movies, relatively good movies, and a complete shit bomb with uh, 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 Watts, Holmes and Watson. Dude, um, like that. Unbearable. <laughs> they should have been arrested. How bad it was. Hold on. What was Silver Streak about? I know that they were on a train. I channel, it used to be on PIX a lot. Back well, I could day. tell you. I could tell you uh, the plot. Um, basically, he's decided to take a train across country for business. He meets a woman who's an assistant for um, a a gentleman who authenticates, uh, I think, signatures or art or something like that. Um, The, the, uh, I forgot the guy's name, McGugan um, from Braveheart and the the, uh, prisoner was the bad guy in this movie and he basically had the art collector guy or authenticity guy killed and replaced by a lookalike so it was just like this intrigue and uh and um gene wilder kept getting thrown off the train by the bad guys and then he had to get back on the train it was like it wasn't like an agatha christie type of thing it was a lot a, a little more fun i remember 
Ned Beatty was an FBI agent that was killed early in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I didn't I, know I anyone liked, from... I like the Silver Streak. Yeah. Like, I could sit through it again. But Silver, but Stir Crazy, you could tell Mr. Portier had his hands on this because this is their this is the height of their 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 buddy comedies. <laughs> but let, let's can we go over the plot though? Can we try to break this down of Silver of Stir Crazy? And we'll get and hopefully we'll, we'll a little shoot to kill so Matt could do his Sidney Portier impression. Um, okay. After <laughs> they are New, they're in New York. It's 1980. They're not happy with the city. No. Uh, I think Gene Wilder's a writer. Who's also a store detective. That's how he pays the yeah. bills while he's writing. Wait, he's a store detective? Yes. <laughs> he gets fired at the beginning of the movie for harassing some woman, accusing her of take, uh, stealing a dress or something like that. I'm sorry, a store detective? Yes, that means... Somebody walks around and makes sure nobody's stealing expensive <laughs> items. Like security. He refers to it as a store detective. So uh, who, who does? Gene Wilder. Yeah, he does. I just watched the beginning of the movie. <laughs> man, man, I watched the beginning of it right after Cowboys 49. <laughs> I, I, that's literally what I did. It's like, I wonder if this is on demand. On. And it was. And by the way, now is is Pryor? Who is he? Is he an actor in this? He's an actor, but he's working at for like a catering company or something. And they take his marijuana and put it in the salad and the soup and the entree. <laughs> Doesn't he dress up like a maid? Or is that, or is that a different movie? <laughs> I didn't see him as a maid in the first ten minutes. Oh. <laughs> man, man, who takes his marijuana? Like the, the, the women he's working with that are cooking the meals, he's like the server. Somehow they mistake his weed for oregano because for some reason he had it in a thing that looked like an oregano thing. <laughs> it's probably in case he got illegally searched. <laughs> so he gets fired for that. So they're both fired. And then they're and they're drinking in a bar, and I think they say, well, let's I think go it's to Playwrights Horizon, by the way. I think it's... Wilder has what to was sell them on it. The bar is Playwrights Horizon or something like that, or Playwrights. Play... <laughs> what, in Times Square? <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. I don't remember. So, so Maddie Wilder is the one who sells prior let's go yeah. it's it's awesome out there it's la it's hollywood warm weather women right yeah but they're going to drive and they're going to stop um, along the way and do odd jobs to get some cash in their pocket right and then right. and then they stop somewhere in texas i believe <laughs> no, like a rodeo or something like that no no you get way <laughs> ahead of yourself <laughs> <laughs> they first get a that, that doesn't come that, that, that's act three that is act three oh, okay sorry so well no the job they <laughs> get on, is they, Brent, hold on brendan hasn't seen stir crazy since 2006 he said what an odd <laughs> what a, what and then an before and marker. before that it was probably like 86 what prompted you to look at it in 2006 I don't, truthfully, I don't know if I said I saw it in 2006. <laughs> he was just moved to LA. 
Yeah. Did, maybe he moved or did you see it did this give you the what you needed to move out there <laughs> I, oh, no when he arrived they said you just came from new york sit down put it in you're watching this <laughs> these I, are your I, new I, la friends i had seen it before i i you know i'm a huge gene wilder fan as we all are certainly yeah i remember oh. when i was a young man watching the big fat guy singing the the Birmingham jail song. I, I thought that was like as funny as it gets. <laughs> Matt, you, Matt, you think she, who, what wrestler did you say he looks like? He's a bizarro King Kong Bundy. Yeah. No, he was, uh, he was also um, Sub-Zero in, in The Running Man. <laughs> and he also sang in that. Yes. I think he must have been like a real opera singer. Well, maybe he wasn't Sub Zero. Maybe he was like I don't remember. He was so, so one of the guys. Yeah, maybe he had electricity. One of the bad guys. Grossberger. Grossberger. That was it. <laughs> okay, so they, they get they get to Texas. They get a job at a bank, and for some reason, this bank likes to entertain people online. So they dress up like uh, chickens and they do a song and dance. <laughs> So a couple of bad guys are observing them doing this, come up with a plan, steal their costumes while they're having their lunch, get in, do the routine, rob the bank, <laughs> then escape, put the costumes back, right. and they're framed for the bank robbery. They did, they did not commit the bank robbery at yeah. all, uh-huh. at all, completely innocent, railroaded. And they go to jail. Get to jail. <laughs> And is it like Craig T. But here's, but here's an interesting, there's a, there's a little bit of plot point. There's an eyewitness, a young girl. She sees a tattoo. Now, are, you, are you reciting this out of memory or? Yeah. Okay. There's a tattoo on one of the bad guy's wrists. Okay. Okay. And, uh-huh. um, yep. She had a little cowboy hat, a little adorable. Anyway, so that comes back later. That comes back later. But she, she, saw, really she, she first of all, on. didn't enjoy them as much as she enjoyed Gene and and uh, and uh, um, uh, what Richard, Gene and Richard. She liked them. They were fun. She liked them. These two guys were kind of gruff and they really didn't what song sing did well. They sing? I don't remember something about the bank or like, you know, you get, you know, I couldn't even I couldn't even hazard to guess what the hell they were singing. Why chickens? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Do you think Sydney 48 tried to stop her to rewrite that scene and say, guys, what are we doing here? Or just he just, you know. <laughs> now, yeah, it was like, it was supposed to be kangaroos. He's like, no, 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 no. Get me two chicken suits. Wait, wait let's see where those, this goes. Just let him point, those put on the camera, idea. let him go. <laughs> like Imagine. Abbott and Costello, they'll figure it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, do we the see any needs of their two jobs? Chicken suits. As funny as it gets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, that's all I care about. That whole movie. Sorry. He does oh, there's some he funny, funny stuff. Voice. There's some funny stuff with him and the warden. 
You know, yes, I know. Stuff. And the warden is the uh, general from War Games and the guy from uh, the ad exec from Nothing in Common. Well, I'd what, piss on a spark plug if I thought it helped. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Timothy Nelson. No. He's like the henchman, isn't he? He's like the right hand yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's, like a, he's a he's a yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Now let's back up. We don't see Wilder or Pryor doing any other odd jobs before they get to Texas. Or is this chicken bank thing their thing that they've gone in and pitched these various banks? I, I get the impression from the from the movie that it was something Wilder pitched and they bought it. Okay. okay. Now, what is the bank doing like what why why would this help drive business i mean people are already well, going to the bank to either take out their money or deposit money well, what do they i don't know get the whole i don't know what that's doing i don't know it's it's, it's uh, called marketing know. word of mouth yeah. yeah they're like some two ladies are talking one of them's complaining about her bank the other lady's like well hey my nice chicken singing and then you have a lovely voice <laughs> All right, that's all. Okay. I will do. I will continue. I had, I had totally forgotten Grossberger singing beautifully like that, like okay. Pavarotti. So like I, they actually the story of this uh, of this film is they actually filmed it in a prison with actual prisoners there. Really? And there's a yeah. There's one point where Gene Wilder like jumped into a group of uh, prisoners standing together. He's like, "Hey, fellas," you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, Richard Pryor was like, "Holy shit, this guy's nuts." Uh, well, wouldn't it, uh, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but yeah, Wilder and Pryor be like, oh, so we dressed up as chickens, robbed the bank, and then we stayed here. Well, that wouldn't happen in Massachusetts, but this is Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why would they go back? Why? If they, yes, just... they go back to the bank. Yeah, like, exactly. As That's if true. that was some, yeah. Well, maybe they thought they were sociopaths. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of studies have criminals returning to the scene of the crime. You know? <laughs> like arsonists come and watch, stand there and watch the, burn, the building burning with everyone else. So perhaps that's what there's a great scene when they get sentenced with, I think, to 125 years in jail. This is Richard Pryor's, maybe his best scene in the whole movie goes, 125 years? I don't want to do 125 years. I don't want to do one. I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. Goes to show his <laughs> Always a guaranteed huge laugh as a kid and now if I saw that scene. Yeah. So, so that, then they're in jail, but not the main jail yet. They're in that holding, uh, and, and uh, I think Duke from Rocky is there, isn't he? Is I think he is in a scene, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a uh, and uh, you know, there's there's some growing pains. You have to figure out what it's like to, to be in a prison, you know, and get along with everyone. And at some point, um, Gene Wilder wants to, to speak to the warden to complain about the food or the conditions. Well, hold on, real quick. Brendan, one of your favorite scenes I remember is, uh, I guess they're in some sort of class and they have to take a test. You remember this? And uh, Gene Wilder says to the teacher or moderator in jail, could we do some oral, uh, you know, could we give some speeches here? Because that brings out more of my natural flavor. 
<laughs> and the guard like throws him back into his seats and with his pen and he breaks the pencil or whatever. Well, I like, presentations I, here present more of my natural flavor is one of the those lines that I always remember. I like the, I like when he goes um they're they're in prison and uh one of the guards comes up to him and goes, Well, I got some good news for you. And he goes, My wine magazines came in. What are these? Because <laughs> my wine magazines arrived. <laughs> well, what do they put in those little doll houses? Gene Wilder says. <laughs> We're in jail. <laughs> is, is, so is now, Doug, where you were headed movie? is. Skip. Skip Donahue. That was his name in the movie. Who was it? Skip Donahue. Skip Donahue. Is the name of but anyway, so he goes, he, he ticks off the warden, and the warden has him get on his mechanical bull, which he has in his office. Right. And then and then they keep turning it up to see, get, see have him get flung off, but he won't. He's just going, you know, look, mom, I'm dancing. I remember that's one of the lines he said as the bull was spinning around like super fast, which I, as a kid, thought was hilarious and couldn't get any, any, any <laughs> <Get> funnier. <laughs> So they realized that he, he was he was he was going to be there ace in the hole for the rodeo competition with the competing um, prison. Yes. So you know they're going to put the Yankee uh, on the horse, mm. and it just seemed. Uh, How does Gene Wilder have this talent? How is he good at bull riding? They explain it. I mean, it's just, they explain he, it. He was... They explain it by saying him riding the roller coasters, the cyclone at Coney Island. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how they explain it. <laughs> That's so they do try to explain it somehow. So it's a transferable um, skill. They, uh, listen, the, R- riding the, roller coasters, you can transfer that to bulls. The, the filmmakers were hoping that no one would ask that question. And, you know, they were dreading like possibly like someone picking up on it and now Doug is talking about it 40 years later and it's exactly like the point they, they wanted to probably bury <laughs> they almost they, made it for 40 they, years unfortunately, they like... unfortunately Doug saw it Woo. Woo. nobody picked up on it well, I want to go back to I want to go back to the scene and when they get arrested the girl is still in the bank why is her why are her and her mother still in the bank when they how could they see two performances at the bank that's well, I think uh, maybe her mom works at the bank I don't know maybe okay. she was just you know maybe she's from a, a divorced home and and the mother a lot of paperwork you know, mother's giving her you know whatever she wants. <laughs> Go to the bank again to see guys. The roosters, whatever. It's hot out. Bank is air conditioning. They got dancing chickens. I mean, yeah, they made it go to Chuck E. Cheese. So close. Maybe they were another day and a half. Chuck E. Cheese, California. Well, yeah, two days. I would say the Marvel universe. You could do another one where they never, they never get arrested, and and Wilder and Pryor just make it there. (laughs) But then. Wilder, I don't think Wilder and Pryor, they don't want to do the rodeo. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reason. sorry. Of, they have of leverage. Sid- of Sydney's body of work, why are we talking about this movie? 
seen too many of these movies, movies embarrassingly. Oh. How about the show really with love? Of... <laughs> <laughs> or lilies in the field. I, I like, raisin um, in the sun. I like um, um, in, in the, the heat, heat of the, of the night. night. That's that a, there you one. go. Now we're talking. Now we're getting some. Well, we which in the heat of the night, the one with Carol O'Connor, the TV show in the heat of the night. <laughs> now that would be a, a a Marvel universe where it's Carol O'Connor, Sidney Portier. <laughs> Carol O'Connor cast his son in that show too. Yeah, tragic end. Tragic end for that boy. That's right. Carol O'Connor, who's from Forest Hills. Really? Yeah, that's right. that's right. How guess who's coming to dinner? Was he in that? Sir, with love. He was. He wasn't. Guess who's coming to dinner? All right, there's another one. I could probably hit five. <laughs> Put and shoot to kill in there. Sneakers. That was good. Yeah, shoot to kill. I I, uh, I worked with um, the person who played a young Robert Redford in Sneakers. Where? <clears throat> in what? Uh, a Hallmark movie, the Christmas movie. Oh, we got to talk about your goddamn Hallmark movie again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play, like the mailman, and you ended up being the stage manager or something? He was a because you weren't, you, weren't, you weren't acting good in the pageant, so they made you the stage manager. Is that fair to say? <laughs> and, and, Edward Herman was the mayor, yes? <laughs> I think you would think Sidney Poitier saw that Christmas movie. <laughs> Should we do a podcast on that? We may have. If he, if he did, he, he literally, <laughs> in 10 seconds, he changed the channel. <laughs> I'm changing the channel. I did like it. I did like during the costume fitting when Brendan was dancing around. He was like kind of doing like a waltz. What? You were doing like a waltz, waltzing away, whimsical, whimsically. Let me ask you this: the, the, the director of that Hallmark movie did he tell you at any point to tone it down? Uh, maybe, but I don't think so. Every other director had. No. Um, Doug, <laughs> Doug, you think Sidney Poitier turned that on, Brendan's Hallmark movie, for 10 seconds? Imagine the impression of him turning the chat. <laughs> All right, shoot to kill. I imagine he's seen he's seen Brendan dance away at, at the dress uh, at the costume fitting, and that's I when he I, I never channel. danced. In the Jesus movie. Christ! What I, is this shit? <laughs> I never danced in that thing. I never, I never danced. There's no. Can we pause this so we can pull up that video and show? No, no, no. We'll, him we'll, we'll do it in the. We'll do it at the end. Some other time. All right. Oh my God, Doug. Well, I, I guess at the end, if we're going to wrap up Stir Crazy, you're right. Mr. Portier has many other things besides that one. But um, Gene Wilder, I think, wins. It's kind of like an escape from Alcatraz type of thing, right? They win, but no, then they it's escape like as well. They're lawyers. What's that? It's like victory. But there was an appeal. 
<laughs> yeah, more akin to victory. I would agree with that. There was an appeal. The plan was they were going to escape during the rodeo, um, but right. his lawyers show up and and say the the girls identified the real culprit by his tattoo, and they were actually going to be released anyway. The tattoo. So they had just escaped, which is they could actually go go back to jail for in real life, even if they're vindicated of the first charge. Why? Is it crime in and of itself to escape from prison? <laughs> but they were in anyway. They, they went to Mexico, and that was that. And his appeals attorney uh, ran away with Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> she left her Is career. Joe Beth Williams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good call. What, what, what about Mexico? last scene? Them so playing they cards give, they give with Grossberger. <clears throat> Good question. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Remember, they keep Gene Wilder in, in uh, to try to pressure him to do the rodeo, and he loves solitary confinement. And yeah, they're a line you used to love, Brendan. I'm like yeah. myself. Very <laughs> funny. And um, and he comes back. He comes back, and now Grossberger is there with Richard Pryor in the jail cell, and Richard Pryor is crying. <laughs> a great, great scene. And then they're playing cards the next morning. Um, yeah, he wants more okay. time. In, he wants more so, time in the in the rack. No, no, no. I'm not. He's, he's, he's starting to have a breakthrough. He says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm very close. I'm very close to getting centered or something, having a breakthrough." <laughs> um, but Grossberger, apparently, if I recall, killed his entire family and dismembered them. Which is why everyone was so afraid of him. What does he say? No but, one has spoken to this man. What does he say? Oh, <laughs> a Grossberger's eating by himself in the right. cafeteria. Are you saying hello. no? Yeah, hello. <laughs> Eddie, hello. Gene Wilder is, you know, can't go, can't get, can't get, uh, can't go wrong with him. No, certainly not. Certainly not. <clears throat> Uh, all time great one but, but anyway all right, the, real quick let's do shoot to kill what's up i was gonna say in a christmas pageant um oh you're you're a hallmark movie yeah so i'm sorry <laughs> what was it wanted, called I, I just want what was the movie called i just wanted to set doug off <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem with it it's called a christmas pageant well, it's a real the Christmas pageant. I don't remember. That's a real clever title. They really put some thought into that one. <laughs> and you were a big little you were a big Little House fan, so this is exciting for you after all those years watching Little House to Very be sharing much. screen with uh, Yeah. Very much, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't really mean to talk about this. I just wanted to set Doug off from well, mission accomplished. I but but I don't remember waltzing. I didn't waltz after a. Costume. You certainly did. You because you you apparently your character was so very happy about, you know, getting close to the show. Very excited about being a participant. I remember you said something to the mayor, like "looking good, Harry" or something like that. And like Harry had like a top hat on or something like that. And <laughs> as as you were waltzing out of the room. I don't. I don't remember any. I don't remember a costume fitting. I don't remember any of it. Okay. <laughs> or Walter. Right, shoot to kill. 
<laughs> Doug, did you have you seen Shoot to Kill? Doug? I have certainly. I like Shoot to Kill. Uh, if if I'm, my memory is correct, the movie is they don't know who the bad guy is, and he's basically on a hike with a bunch of other guys being Mountain led by Tom Bear and stuff like. Right. What I liked about it is if you look at all of the guys on the team, they're like actors that were like starred in other movies as bad guys, which added a real element of confusion to it. Like, who the hell is it? Because uh, oh, is that they, right? Yeah, they had um, they had uh, Scorpio from Dirty Harry was one of the bad guys. Uh, mm -hmm. They had um, I forgot the actor's name. Great actor. He's the the guard in Shawshank Redemption and. Uh, Oh, yeah. And the bad guy in Highlander. We're about to he lose was this. one of the guys. I know who you're talking about. Chiffle. Yeah. This, is it so? And Christy Alley is leading the uh, the mountain climbing, right? Sidney Poitier is an FBI agent trying to get the, I guess, is he a jewel thief or something? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what, what he's, I can't remember. Tom Berenger is her boyfriend or whatever mm -hmm. another mountain climber a little cliffhanger okay so we're back to shoot to kill um maddie i think we saw this at meadowbrook movies the movie theater <laughs> when it came out did <laughs> be no oh you're on uh here you go maddie um I, I wonder why like what why why it was in a perfectly fine we... movie but like why did we pick it <laughs> we saw everything else. Yeah, well, why at sixteen did we decide to go see Shoot to Kill? It's a good question. I don't. <laughs> I have an example of why he was an asshole. If anyone, oh come on, man! We, same we reason we went to this. same reason we went to see Bats at like two in the afternoon. Right, but this was good. Yeah, but so so Christy Alley is the tour guide. Fortier is the FBI guy. And now the bad guy, Doug, I believe, starts killing random, you know, he starts <laughs> he starts pushing people off the mountain, right? You got you so got it's it. just him and Christy Alley. That's right. How does Tom Berenger realize she's in trouble? I don't remember that, but um anyway. she probably she carved it into a tree or something. You know. <laughs> Arrows. So so Beringer and Portier take off after uh, the bad guy and Christy Alley. Beringer is a world-class uh, rock climber as well. Um, they try to go over one. Portier can't make it. By the way, it's a great scene with Portier scares off a bear, too. It's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Port yeah, Portier does it, but uh, Beringer freezes. Like, he, he can't do it. I think he, like they're running and he hits his head or something like that. He's kind oh. of almost a, a little knocked out or whatever. And Poitier does a whole, he act, starts acting crazy. And the bear goes up on two feet. And, um, I think it was a fake bear. <laughs> I think I, it, was Bar I, uh, it was probably Bart the bear. He was the famous bear in a lot of movies. He ultimately killed his trainer shortly after doing, um, what's that Will Ferrell movie uh, about basketball? American League basketball. -pro. Yeah, Bart the Bear killed someone. He killed his own trainer after uh, semi-pro. That's true. Really? Yes, it's true. So did they kill Bart the Bear? Uh, I, I don't know what happened. To, he might have escaped. I don't know. 
Like, do you think it was like Bart, Bart the Bear had like done all these movies and like yeah. he just had enough after a while? Like, this yeah. was the last one, and, yeah. you know, right off into the sunset. I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. One more shock to the ass with that pole, and I'm going to rip your goddamn head off. <laughs> great, great movie, The Edge. Oh, that is not a great movie. That's one of my favorite movies. That movie is dynamite. I like that movie. Outstanding. Anthony Hopkins, outstanding. Fighting a bear. Bart the Bear, outstanding. I'm married to Elle McPherson, you see. But I fear (laughs) she's cheated on me. Um. But best line of the movie is, what are you going to do? I'm going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> Alec Baldwin calls him Charles about 148 times in that movie. It's it's really I can't. David Mamet wrote the script, and I read I read about I read a book about uh, the the guy who produced it. He told a bunch of stories about oh Artie Artie Linson. That was a great that's, book. That's right. And apparently yeah. apparently um, Alec Baldwin was just a huge asshole during the yep. entire shooting of that. Why? Because he was cold. <laughs> he came in overweight. He was uh, a giant. He had a giant beard. beard. Yeah. And they said, "Well, you're going to shave the beard, right?" And he said, "No, I'm not." He goes, "No, we need you to shave the beard." No. So maybe, I heard maybe he had worked, going to maybe worked it out, and his, his character was going to have a beard. You know, he did a lot of work. Right. Right. <laughs> I think they wanted De Niro originally for that role, but uh, he didn't do it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was. <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't see that De Niro in that. Is that where you are? So I think Alec Baldwin was outstanding in that role. I don't care. I don't care how much shit he caused. Is that where he I says, care. "I am God"? No, 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 no. That was. <laughs> that was. Uh, the hell was that movie? <laughs> What was that movie? No, no. It was with uh, Nicole Kidman and Bill Pullman. This is what he, Brendan wants us to go into quicksand right here. He's sabotaging the podcast. So, yeah, that movie was so bizarre. What what is the name of this? They have this. Malice. Malice. It was just so bizarre because. I, I think Sorkin wrote it. Yeah, he, he, did. he right. had. Um, there was this one plot where the the surgeon and the um, and Nicole Kidman, the wife, are setting this whole fake thing where he botches a, a surgery, um, and she supposedly loses the child, leaves her husband, and then yeah. uh, they get a windfall lawsuit. Yeah, um, and that was all fake. And all, and what's so bizarre about that movie is how they find out the child's not Bill Pullman is there's a serial killer at his college right. and they test his semen and then he actually kills the serial killer, Bill Pullman, but like they fall down the stairs in a fight. It's like, am I watching two different movies? What is, what is happening? <laughs> and then Bill Pullman tested he can't have kids, right, when they tested yeah. him. Yeah, right. Because he thought he, he thought he was going to be a father, but it wasn't wasn't his kid. Well, you don't think that's a nice, crisp, succinct way to just <laughs> God? <laughs> Doug just walked off the podcast. 
<laughs> anyway, well, wherever, wherever Doug went, oh, we're, we're all right. sure. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so so Tom Berenger is climbing up the mountain. Oh God! <laughs> and Sydney Poitier is stuck. Halfway no, through. no. To answer your question, Brendan, it was not a succinct way. It was insane. It was like, as my father would always say, it was like they were making it up as they were going along. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin probably wrote it in a weekend. <laughs> like started like Thursday night, Monday morning, there was a draft. He, he, had, he had his friends come over for a cocktail party, write down a character, write down a plot, Give me the index cards. He threw them in the air and he picked up like six and said, I'm writing that as a standpoint. Often has these cocktail who, parties. Who played the serial killer? Do you know? I don't, that I can't recall. <laughs> well, if he doesn't remember, nobody does. But I but I think there was there's yet another pop point where there was um, a, some kid that was uh, aut had uh, autism or something that was watching all <laughs> was watching all of the injections Baldwin was giving Kidman through a window like in the house next door <laughs> so even weirder it just can't it, 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 it's so much simpler way to tell the story who played anyway. the who played the, uh, the child I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I was more than happy to have forgotten most of the storyline of Malice, <laughs> but it's all coming back to me. <laughs> uh, I think. I think. Okay. No, I can. Hold on. Hold on. Um, just let's close it out on Shoot to Kill, and then we'll we'll move on. Um, did we open it? Ever? Um, hold, yeah. No, we're sure. So now Sydney Poitier, uh, Tom Berenger is saying. You, you can't make it. I'm just going to lower you down, and you'll and I'm I got you know I got to make up time. To this is the big the climax of the podcast. It's not, no, we're not. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what you're getting at. Of course, this isn't yes. even like the climax of the movie. No. Um, and and Sydney Poitier is deterred because you know Tom Berger's got to get to the ferry before Christy Alley and the killer you know get away. No, it's not over. It's fine. Um, Tell Meg and, uh, that she and, doesn't know what she's Poitier. interrupting. It's very important. Uh, very important <laughs> moment. So she's so, you know, in the, in the, like in, an eight on this one too. You know, it's, and Tom Berenger, Poitier is hanging there, and, and Berenger says, "You know, uh, I'm going to lower you down." And Sydney Poitier responds with, "I'm coming up." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says it again. You'll never make it. No. <laughs> when up, we watched, we were, I don't know why we saw that movie in 1988, but we were in hysterics. We're the only ones laughing at that line. <laughs> that may have been Matt's first impression. Is, yeah. uh, Was this like a big HBO movie that. Uh... No, no, honestly, I, I tried to watch it the other day. It's not even on Amazon, Netflix. You can't even, Matt found it on YouTube. I don't no, know but why. I'm saying back in the day, was this like a... uh maybe. Maybe it was in rotate. Doug, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> just thinking of Should the just, like, just thought of something bizarre. Another Tom Berenger movie. It, 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 I think it was called Betrayed. 
with uh-huh. Deborah Winger, and I remember Deborah was that Winger. like an erotic thriller or something? Like a no, he was like a, he was like a neo-Nazi, and she was an FBI agent, and she was following, trying to track down these people, and she ended up having an affair with him, and then he divulged with who he was. You know, it was this bizarre, bizarre movie. I just remember in an interview, Deborah Winger has a, a very uh, intense lovemaking scene. Um, and Deborah Winger in an interview said Tom Berenger was a, such a gentleman. He came up to me beforehand and he apologized in advance in case he became aroused during this during the shooting. Wait, so it's like why are we why, why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, society just collapsed. Are you sure? Can you say that all again? I wasn't paying attention. Can you say that all over again? No, 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 Doug. That was in Doug. That was Legal Eagles. That, that interview happened. No, no, no. no. Anyway. It was, it was, it was Tom. But nobody Barry. could figure out why he was dressed as a chicken. So <laughs> <laughs> Doug, say this again. Who got, who got around? Please don't make him repeat it. Tom, Deborah Winger, in an interview, and you could probably find this somewhere, spoke of Tom Berenger being a gentleman. They had an intense sex scene before it was shot. He came over and apologized in advance if he was to become aroused while doing this because he was going to commit himself apparently what the hell are you what the hell are you talking about (laughs) i thought it was quite clear but like we've moved this is televised i you were talking about tom berenger and sydney portier i started laughing and someone asked me why and that's why (laughs) this conversation was televised yeah, it was in an interview. How else would I know this? I don't know Deborah. <laughs> it wasn't friends with Deborah Winger. She never responded to a single letter. Christy Alley and Tom Berenger would later go on to be a couple in the last season of Cheers, uh, if you remember. Brendan, you used to do it. A, Tom Berenger did a horrible Boston accent that you were offended by. And you used to do an impression of Berenger in that last season of Cheers. Do you have any memory of that? No, I don't remember what you're talking about. Do you remember him being on the last season of Cheers? Maybe. I don't know. know. Here's the thing. Here's my problem. Rebecca? Anyone anyone from Boston. Here's anyone doing an accent in the movies that's supposed to be a Boston accent. Like, that sticks. That doesn't sound like a Boston accent. Every movie, even if the person is from Boston, lived there their whole lives, and are yes. in a movie, and aren't trying to do anything, even Goodwill still hunting. say it stinks. Yes. It's insane. I, I recently did a, uh, that TV show, uh, City on a Hill, and I wanted yeah. to make sure that... Uh, that uh the kevin bacon showtime movie correct correct so i i think in situations like that yeah i I just did a i think a little goes a long way this is what i'm telling you true boston accent is you don't hear it It sounds like people just talking regular and all of a sudden they hammer on that r out of nowhere only when they're pissed like right and it's 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 jars you well, Brendan's impression of Tom Berenger in 1993 probably Rebecca. helped get ready for that role he had some 28 years later. Can you do your your lines for us in the Boston accent? I'm not going to do that. Come on, Rebecca? just give us a sneak peek. <laughs> At least... <laughs> uh, no, I, what I did say was like, uh, I think it was something what it was... Uh, 
Like, fuck, fucking. Chris fucking Kaysen. Like, that doesn't sound like Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let, let's, uh, well, that's Sydney. God bless Sydney Poitier, legend and icon. I think we, uh, we covered a lot there. Uh, Doug, you mentioned Saget. Before we get to Saget, we had, uh, let's, talk, Betty White passed away. Yeah. So, you know. Interesting. Uh, I think the movie you wanted to talk about was Lake Placid, which yeah. also starred Bill Pullman, who is in Malice. <laughs> boy, boy, there was no way that I would have saw that getting tied together. You're right. It's kind of like a Jaws takeoff. What's a better right. what's a what's a better picture? Um oh uh oh, like Malice Placid. or like Placid? Yeah, Malice is <laughs> <laughs> like Placid. Placid. Um is Lake Placid any good? You never seen it? Yeah. Maybe. It's a, it's a giant alligator movie. You know, right. it's in, apparently in Lake Placid. Uh, Bill Pullman is uh, is like a Hooper, Chief Brody. It's one of the, another Jaws takeoff. Uh, um, Bridget Fonda is like a hot Hooper. She's like a hot Matt Hooper. Um, who else? Uh, Oh, Oliver, boy, Brendan, your boy Oliver Platt is in that. I don't know. There really is no Quint in this movie. Is or is Oliver Platt kind of a combo Quint and Brody? I'm not sure. My boy. Yeah. Did you We've do a, Did you do a show him. with him back in the day? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Brendan played a white supremacist. <laughs> right, but that doesn't make him my boy. Uh... <laughs> well, you have a problem with Platt? He's, he's Wait, no, hold on. Time out. Time out. What was the show called? It was about the newspaper, right? <laughs> Yes. What was cool. it? The Are you first edition? That one? First edition? No. What was it called? Deadline. Deadline. You told me you had a conversation. You were improvising with Oliver Platt. And Oliver Platt. I, I don't said, know where this is going. I'm <laughs> Okay. You said Oliver Platt came up to you and was like, "Hey guys, hey, uh, give me a place where." The, you would not be vacationing as as, as skinheads as white. No, oh, no, no, no. I know, not, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, that's All right, go, go. No, I don't. This will be cut from this uh, podcast. Guess again. <laughs> Why? It's terrific. Go. I don't, I don't want to alienate Oliver Platt. Why would it alienate him? You, you guys were riffing. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. Did you talk to him about on the set? Did you talk to him about Lake Placid? By the way, who asked for this anyhow? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Dan, I, Maddie. I think one of your uh, isn't somebody from Harry Potter uh, is like uh, is in this as well, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> you would you would know who it is better than me. He's a very good actor in this movie. Uh, Al like, Alan Rickman. No, no, Rickman is not in Lake Placid. Uh, <laughs> Richard Harris. Is, Huh? Richard Harris? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm I didn't sorry, see I'm... Lake Placid. All right. So, Brendan, tell tell us what Oliver Platt said to you. Hold please. on. No, no, no. Before we'll we'll end with that. Doug, who is Betty White in Lake Placid? Do you remember? Uh, she's she's like some old lady that lives on the lake. I think something happened to her. Her 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 and her husband were raising these giant alligators intentionally. Yeah. Um, we don't find that out to the end of the movie, and. Um, when she's feeding yeah. them, yeah, yeah, right. She, she, uh, they just kept getting bigger and bigger, and um, they ate her husband. 
<laughs> but she, uh, after they kill this big one at the end of the movie, you see her raising little ones again. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't really think, I don't think alligators would do well in that climate. Uh, probably not. It's very cold. Well, they not, held the Winter um, Olympics there in 1980. But not the whole yeah. year. True. I mean, you never saw Lake Placid. I can't but believe it. They don't I can't, I can't alligators believe it. don't hibernate. You know, they... Who did I see that with? Me and Meg saw Lake Placid. Wasn't this supposed to be about Cindy Portier? No, no. Betty White. We're going to get to Bob Saget. Um, We're not done. Hold on real quick. Betty White. Um, God bless her, another icon. So in, in the totality of Betty White's life, we're talking about late fucking classic. We should be talking about the Golden Girls, hands down. <laughs> it's a good show. Um, Betty, White, a Betty White's show. been probably four days doing this movie 25 years ago. <laughs> what, was it, what was it, Mary Tyler Moore? That was also another, uh, I mean, you know. Yep. It, she also she also did a lot a lot of movies here and there. I think she was in the Proposal with yeah, Ryan well, Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. And um, that lady, what's her name? Bullock. Sandra B. Bullock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one from oh, Ocean's okay. Eight. That's funny. <laughs> Hold on, lady. That's that, I watched that way after she passed away online. Sandra Bullock presents a 2010 Screen Actors Guild. Uh, Betty White, uh, and they showed like a, a five-minute clip of or her career. They said, "What was it in the? I guess the '60s. She was on a some sort of variety show in the that was on four or five hours a day. I, I, I would I've yet to do a deep dive into what exactly that is, but that is that kind of was blows the, my mind. Was uh, it the show of shows? <clears throat> no, 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 maybe she's too young. Uh, to, this, was, to... this was every day, some sort of sketch or or maybe singing or whatever. Uh, but four, and then it got extended to like five and a half hours a day. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, is this um, on the radio or on television? No, TV, man. Yeah. Um, you don't know the name of the show. I don't know, but four and a half for five mm. hours a day. God bless. I think her, you might have. Uh, I, th I don't think you're lying. I think you may have misheard. It's in that clip that, that they showed at the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm just saying you misheard the clip. You I wonder if Betty, Betty White had any malice questions for Bill Pullman while uh, at craft service. I am God. Yes. So there's a serial killer, <laughs> plus there's a, uh, a savant living next door. And it all culminates. What, but we're back to malice? Yeah, I guess. Wait, you brought okay, it how up. How does it end? Wait a minute. Is it isn't uh, isn't Alec Baldwin a serial killer in the movie? No. Spoiler no. alert, bro. He's a sociopath. Does he kill? Um, no, I don't recall him killing anyone. Um, but you know, he maybe during surgery, he intentionally, you know, did it. I don't know. Um, Doug, you wanted to talk about uh, Saget? Did you want to talk about dirty work? Uh, yeah, I mean, since we we just lost Bob Saget and we lost Norm Macdonald uh, a few months ago, it made yeah. sense because uh, they worked together on that uh, film. Saget was a director, uh, and uh, Norm was the the, uh, the lead actor. Is it, I think it's an underrated film. I, I find it quite funny. Um, sure. Did Norm write that too? Is that Norm? I think he was, he was one of the writers. It wasn't just yeah. him. 
Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, isn't Rickles in that too? The, yes, he Don Rickles is in there. Has a cameo as the movie theater manager. <laughs> One guy, and that's how the, I think it starts. Their company starts. He's so rude to them. Basically, the theme of the movie is um, Artie Revenge. Lang's dad needs a transplant and they need to raise like $5,000 for it. So they need to get jobs. So they start out in the movie theater, but then gives that gives them the idea to start getting revenge on people for hire. And it starts with Rickles, who's completely rude to them. Also a and baby gorilla. Yeah, he's, the, the, scene, the scene where he has the staff of the movie theater lined up and he's just going up and down, the, the, the staff is hilarious. Uh, he goes to Artie Lang. He looks, he's, he looks at his stomach. He's like, hello, ice cream. Are you happy? You know, and the outtakes of Rickles talking to uh, Norm MacDonald are hilarious. It's like, I don't know how they gave you this goddamn movie. <laughs> Norm, Norm is crying laughing. <laughs> that so I remember. I think Saget told that story of trying to direct Rickles was on Howard many years but, ago. But but Doug, how do they get back at Rickles? Like, what's the revenge on? I don't know. They do something stupid, like with the pop popcorn or some. I don't know what the hell they do. Something something stupid. I am but my not. favorite. My favorite getting back is the the car salesman during this live commercial where they put. All the dead women, hookers. the dead hookers. Wow, there's dead hookers in all of your trunks. Look at Never all these in dead my hookers. life have I seen so many dead hookers. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys saw the roasts of uh, Bob Saget. You know, so most of these things are, you know, they're they're they're, they're eh, they're not too, not not so great, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. the one for Saget was great. And you could really feel that they all really genuinely liked them. Yeah. Uh, and knew and knew him. There was people <clears throat> you see these some of these shows where people come that there's there's no connection to the actual right. person being roasted. Yeah. And then you see ones where everyone's connected to him. And that's one of these ones with Saget. Norm McDonald was on it. And he he did oh. one of the funniest bits mm -hmm. I've ever seen in any of these roasts where he goes up. When it's his turn, and instead of like you know doing this you know crude shots or whatever, he does it like uh, you know nineteen uh, from from like uh, school uh, you know um, not, what is it, uh, it, it how, how do I describe it it's 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 like uh, you know back to the old form like Noel Coward commentary uh, so so he goes to, he goes to he goes to Gilbert Godfrey he goes. Gilbert, you know how they go they go to other people on the road mm -hmm. on the day. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, when you need to use the restroom later, you No, I, I, it was, that was not directed to Gilbert. That was directed to Saget, and it was a great line. No, and it was, it was not, I think you, if you need to use the, the bathroom and you see the word gentleman, pay no heed, go right in, because you will not find a door with the word scoundrel. <laughs> Yeah. For you, sir, are no gentleman. Yeah, he did it the whole the whole set like this. Yeah, and like you know, yeah. like you know, like Jeff Ross is up there, like calling people a cunt. You know, like you right. know, it's like it's 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 a parade of these people, funny but typical yeah. roasting. And then he gets on, and you know, he like this, and, and it's like completely subverts <laughs> the whole thing. And you see, like you know, like Hugh Hefner in the front row with a, a row of playmates, like. <laughs> 
Very exactly funny. his goal. Brendan, you always enjoyed Norm's Larry King sketch on SNL when he would just say <laughs> random thoughts like like <laughs> if you You'll see one movie this year, make it Dante's Peak. <laughs> camera A, camera B. And it's like it's, it's it was like six months after Dante's Peak was out. <laughs> <laughs> or or him and Bob Dole in the uh, real world. Hey, who's been eating Bob Dole's peanut butter? You want to chip in? That's a different story. <laughs> a quick poll. Volcano, Dante's Peak. Which one? Oh, I'm a volcano guy. I mean, you know. Matt? Volcano. Brendan? Never seen Dante's Peak. All right. So he's going to so, curse so, so, me so, 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 so Dante's Peak. <laughs> I'm a volcano guy. Volcano wins. <laughs> By the way, I like Dante's Peak, but I like Volcano better. By the way, speaking of Dante's Peak, I saw, uh, speaking of Pierce Brosnan, I saw uh, the most recent James Bond movie last night. Have you guys all seen this? I, I, I didn't get, I, I couldn't get through it. Okay, so you didn't see the end? You know what the end is? No, I, I rented it and I'm like, what the hell is this movie? This is not James Bond movies. This is a James Bond movie. What the oh, hell hold is on, this? Hold on, hold on then. Do you mind spoiler me alert coming? Do you mind the spoiler? <laughs> no, I don't mind the spoilers. I love spoilers. They fucking kill James Bond. Oh my God. James Bond is killed at the end of the movie, which infuriated what? me. The whole movie sucked. It infuriated me. Oh, I don't care if they kill him or they really don't. Uh, I like it, the first some, half. Some parts the whole were okay. set piece at the, uh, at the fancy party was great. And okay. After that, it was shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just didn't seem like a James Bond movie at all. Yeah, it was too much emotions and too much like he, he's a daddy, you know, like. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, who? I, I couldn't even remember half of the people they're talking about. Like Vesper. Oh, right, 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 right. Maybe then, you should pay more attention, bro. They killed. Kill. You thought it stunk. Why are you arguing? You just said half of it sucked. Yeah, half of it. I understand that they want to do different things, right? I get it. You want to try something new. And James sure. Bond doesn't get killed. Then go just go do another thing and let somebody else be James Bond, as has happened for the past right. 45 years. Don't fucking kill him. I felt betrayed. Well, maybe they're going to just uh, reboot the whole thing and pretend that shit didn't happen. Or, or it'll be a woman or something. It'll be like uh, that ocean oh, saving me. Great. Did anybody see the new Ghostbusters? Yeah, I saw that. Was it good? Fine. It was fine. I found it, it okay. nostalgic. You know, I thought, you any, know, the, any the no Dante's Peak. Murray or Aykroyd? What's that? Any appearances by the old guys? Yeah. You guys, you don't, you don't care about the spoiler alerts? Well, I mean, I think it's obvious from the converse, if you've read any articles. Yeah, on they it. were on all the talk shows beforehand. Right, yeah. but it's also, the, the big spoilers, pretty obvious too. Egon comes back? Yeah, he comes back. Like, the movie starts with, you see, somebody running around it's like egon and they're they're being chased uh, he's being chased by something and 
and he goes to set off something, but then the power, like uh, the power main mm-hmm. dies and he's killed. Um, then the fa- this family moves there. His estranged family moves to the house and you know, uh, you know what it is. something's leading the kid down to the Ghostbusters shit. And, you know but it's, it it's, Ghostbusters, the franchise to me, is one good movie. Yeah, right. I, who cares? It's really not that great. It, it, it's not a franchise like people think. You're exactly right, right. right. It's the that movie. The second one was okay. They probably could have done better. The first one was great. It was fun. It was funny. Um, yeah, there's but, no need for anything else. <laughs> you know, and but I, I do. Here's here's my problem with the the woman version. I thought was actually quite quite funny and quite enjoyable to watch and it got shit on so bad because of these trolls you know shitting and pissing on it because it's not it's ruining their childhood just get just get the guy coming up watch it again right crazy person right who knows who cares coming up who asked for this i like the one with the girls (laughs) I didn't the see that one. was funny. I didn't see that one. I, I like all was, those act, those performance. They're all good. They did a great job. It was fine. It was weird though. They shot most of it in, in Boston, so I like I know the Chinese restaurant they're operating out of. Yeah. And I pretended it's watching, New York. Uh, are you watching Boba Fett? Uh, I watched. Uh, no, I haven't watched that yet. But I watched some of the Mandalorian. Do they shoot that in Boston? Oh, the Mandalorian's man? great. <laughs> Mandalorian rocks. Yeah, I watched the for basically the first season. Then I heard uh, about Luke coming, so I just skipped to that episode. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I'm like, that's all I want to see, really. I mean, if, if the Mandalorian is is the fugitive TV show, mm. he it's goes like every show, from, every episode he, of the show, they they send he goes somewhere else restaurant. and he helps people, mm. and he's kind of on the run. Because of what he took this child, so it, he's on the run like uh, Kimball, like the Incredible Hulk, which is the same format, mm-hmm. going and helping people. So I'm like, all right, it's okay, it's fine. Hmm. Um, haven't, haven't I got a kick out of. I haven't seen Boba Fett. Matt, you recommend uh, Boba Fett, right? Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we I just are. Saw, I, I just saw the Eternals today. Did any of you guys see that? Yeah, I just saw that the other night too. What'd you think? It was weird. Yeah, I was kind of like uh, it's the first Marvel movie where I was kind of like looking around my house as it was playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta clean Didn't that. Too much, you know. Well, you liked every other Marvel movie. Uh... Yeah, pretty much. My favorite one, hands down, is Winter Soldier. What about uh, Thor movies? That third, uh, like, the third Thor movie, yeah, it was great. yeah. I like them all. I like all the movies. Second one was, yeah, but you know, I uh, I like all the movies. My favorite is Winter Soldier. I just think Thor, it was the best. Thor, kids back again. <laughs> I'm coming up. Did you guys see this new Spider-Man? No, yeah. not yet. Yeah, it was, it was really good. good. Nobody's oh, just you, I Matt. Saw it. Yeah, and. It was awesome. Dynamite? You saw it in the theaters, Matt? Yeah. And it was good because I hadn't been in a crowded movie theater in a while. And they were all like, everyone was really into it. It made it that much more fun. 
That's cool. Yes. I keep trying to get my son to go. He doesn't want to go. Why not? I don't know. We watch the Spider-Man movies in the house. He just he wants to stay here with his electronics. <laughs> Has he ever been to a movie theater? Yeah, I took him to see the Paw Patrol movie, and I took him to see the Grinch uh-huh. cartoon, the newer Grinch cartoon. The Jim Carrey one? No, no. Cartoon. It was a, with Cumberback, whatever his name is. <laughs> By the Doctor way, Doctor Strange. We're, we're about to, we're about to lose this, but speaking oh, of sorry you Doug, did you have a big strong opinion about Ace Ventura? I can't remember. Uh, no, but his performance in the Grinch, the whole the whole Grinch movie. <laughs> first of all, yeah. if you were going to cast somebody to be the Grinch, it would be Tim Curry. Hands down. He looks like the goddamn Grinch. But no one's going to come no no one's going to come to see a Tim Curry movie. Well. <laughs> and everybody the Grinch no, anyway, the Grinch it was it was terrible. <laughs> just just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> you don't think Ron Howard did a I think he should have I think he should have walked away from the project. I think he should you know, not do it. Not do it. It stunk. Stunk in hot ice. Every time I see that it's on, I'm like, not watching that. I literally go. Wow, that's a cliffhanger. I wasn't listening to about the past hour, but I did listen to that last five seconds. I guess we'll never know what Doug literally does. Dude, maybe it's for the better. Who asked for this anyway? Anyway.